Hello, friends, and welcome to Men Do Disney, episode 114, What to Change. My name is Pete, and joining me tonight is Tom. How you doing, Pete? We're three guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation, as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride has come to complete stop, and men, let's do Disney. What's happening? Feels good to be back. It's kind of weird missing an episode. You know, uh, it's been a while, right? Yeah. I don't, I, obviously, I, I had a crazy. I don't know if, if you guys have shared much of it. I had a crazy travel schedule where I think I was home like three days in a whole month almost. Obviously, I had some Disney in there. We didn't feel too bad because you, you did get a lot of Disney in there. Yeah, I had a Disney weekend, and then I also had a few weeknights at Disney. And I, I know I talked to some of you guys on Twitter. While I was there, uh, but feels good to be back home and doing the podcast. Good, good to be back. We we're missing Matt this week. Hopefully, he'll be able to rejoin us uh, next week. He's uh, he's got some things. Yeah, I, you know, Matt. Matt is uh, he's like the wind. I mean, <laughs> sometimes he blows our direction. He's, he's ephemeral. Would that be a good word? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you know we'll we'll see when he when he pops back in. Obviously, we. Uh, we're all very busy individuals, so getting everyone on the same schedule can be tricky. And it just so happened that tonight was a good night for uh, two of the three, arguably the better two of the three. But <laughs> that's neither here nor there. I can't wait for him to listen to that. Well, we regardless, we will soldier on without him. And again, hope he's uh, hope he's back next week. Tonight we are going to go a little bit different direction. This is going to kind of be a free form. We don't have a whole lot of organization to this, but we got a question and the question was this. If you guys had unlimited power, unlimited money, basically free reign, what would you go in and change at Disney World? And and I so I think we're going to look at this park by park and then kind of a general overall resort you know, maybe we have a few comments on the resorts, maybe a few comments on Disney Springs. I think the parks are going to be where we spend the bulk of our time here. But uh, that's the plan for tonight. We'll talk about uh, what we would change given unlimited money and unlimited power at each park. Uh, before we do that, let's uh, let's go to the news for this week. So diving into the news for this week, starting over at Magic Kingdom. Pete, were you following the Haunted Mansion? Just, just. Closing? Yeah, it just randomly closed. Right. So random had an unexpected closure at Disney World's Haunted Mansion. And it looks as looks like as of March seventh it's back operating normally. But it was it was had a, a major technical malfunction and closed for an entire at least an entire day. It was closed for four days. Okay, so four days. Okay. And and, and what I heard was that uh there was some kind of function with the uh with the Doom buggies. Well, I would say that would be a major Malfunction that they need to address. Yeah, kind of hard to have. Kind of hard to have the ride without them. Uh, staying in Magic Kingdom, Mickey and Minnie's Royal Friendship Fair showtimes have now been reduced. So this is just continuing the theme of, of what we've talked about with Disney pulling back on showtimes. We don't agree with it. I believe they were showing this uh, five times per day. They'll be reducing that to three times per day. It'll be at five fifteen, six thirty, and seven thirty p.m. Some general Walt Disney World news here. I probably should have let off with this. I mean, I think Walt Disney has affirmed their additional measures due to coronavirus. Uh, there's been some training for cast members with ongoing reinforcement. They've defended cycle, uh, defined cycles for frequent cleaning and disinfection. 
They have uh, made it easy access, hand washing facilities and hand sanitizers, quick response to spills, trash and other situations, end of day sanitation procedures for restrooms, kitchens, other facilities, frequent cleaning and washdown of outdoor locations. Disney's taking this just as seriously as we would hope they would. Um, and so you're going to see that. We'll, we'll say you're going to see that all, all through Magic Kingdom and, and all over uh, Walt Disney World there. Well, and they're also they're also disinfecting or sanitizing touch points and uh, fingerprint scanners after each guest. Which the, the touch points and the fingerprint scanners are one of the ones I think I had a major concern about just because every guest is touching that. And they've, I've never seen anybody clean them ever. So, so going to, uh, going over to Hollywood Studios, uh, Disney has announced that, uh, Hollywood Studios will have its park hours extended through April 4th. Uh, it, the park will be opening again at, uh, at 8 a.m. And this is just continued popularity from, uh, Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway. Now, interestingly enough, Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway is not going to be included in Extra Magic Hours. So, if there if there ever are again morning Extra Magic Hours at uh, at Hollywood Studios, as well as the evening Extra Magic Hours, you will not be able to to get on Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway uh, for for Extra Magic Hours. Why do you think that is? I don't know if it's a a maintenance issue or you know I'm not I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure. Now I'm sure it'll be added pretty quickly, but uh, but who knows? Moving over to uh, moving over to Epcot, we did see that uh, there is a rumor out there that the Space 220 restaurant will be open in April, so next month. And this comes from an article that was shared uh, based based on the Patina Restaurant Group uh, that that says the restaurant is scheduled to open in April. Disney has not officially announced anything i'm hoping it opens in april because uh if if it does we'll be able to uh we'll be able to get on it when we uh when we go in in may another item uh in in epcot new scavenger hunt activity now available at the seas with nemo and friends guests visiting the seas uh will take part in a fun free scavenger hunt parents listening i did say free Guests can grab a booklet on the first floor of the pavilion and follow a map through the pavilion to solve rhyming puzzles and look for clues to help Dory remember and locate her marine friends. I think that does it for Epcot. Uh, Animal Kingdom has some interesting news. Uh, it's like a cockroach. Primeval World will reopen later this month. I've probably I, I'm sick of predicting that it's that it's done. It looks like it'll open to guests uh, this spring on March 21st, 22nd, 23rd, 28th, and 29th. It will not offer. It will not offer Fast Pass Plus during this time. But if you don't mind waiting in line, you can once again experience this roller coaster. My guess on not offering Fast Pass Plus is if they want to close it down, they're not just giving out a bunch of tier two Fast Passes uh, for for the rest of Animal Kingdom. So I think the last thing is the bread thing, and kind of a weird. The bread thing took off. The bread thing took off on our Twitter. We had some Twitter followers retweeting and sharing about the bread. Yeah, so apparently Disney was experimenting with, I know they did at Coral Reef, and they may have at some other locations, canceling free bread. Uh, so this, this blew up. People were, people were ticked about losing their free bread. And so Disney ended up uh, issuing an official statement saying that they're continuing it. There's, at this time, there are no plans to discontinue complimentary bread at any of the table service restaurants. So... That, that that's strange, right? I mean, because you think about really the the bread at Hollywood Brown Derby is is kind of I think what what I think about when I think of bread at uh, at Disney. 
But I mean, come on, man. You're gonna you're already gonna cut back the entertainment options, jack up the prices and everything, and take away our bread. I agree. I I will be livid if bread disappears at at these restaurants, and I will blame our new CEO at Disney because he's he's known for price cutting or not price cutting. I'm sorry. He's he's not known for price cutting. He's known for entertainment cuts and budget cuts. And don't take away my free bread. I'm gonna fill up on that bread. All right. Any more uh, any more news for this week? No. That that's it for this week. Okay. So let's go to a quick word from our sponsor, Kingdom Strollers. So your family is coming to Orlando, and the thought of lugging your stroller onto the plane isn't your idea of fun. But you're smart enough to know that conquering the theme parks of Orlando without a stroller for your kids could be a vacation killer. As parents ourselves, we get it. You're not asking for much. You just want the convenience of a clean, affordable stroller or crib delivered to your hotel or vacation home, ready to use. Welcome to Kingdom Strollers, a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. To book your stroller or crib, just click on the item you'd like to reserve and select the dates for your rental. We run a tight ship, so we will never overbook. Next, tell us where you're staying and choose the times for delivery and pickup. Then, choose from helpful free accessories like cooler bags and rain covers. It couldn't be easier. If you have any questions or concerns, you can check our FAQ page or just give us a call. We are always ready to answer your questions. Once you've placed your reservation, there's nothing left to do except count down the days until you're in sunny Florida. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and book your stroller or crib from Kingdom Strollers today. All right, Tommy, you ready to get in there and spend some of uh, Bob Chapek's money now? Yeah, so let me ask a question. I'm, I'm looking at this, and we didn't talk about this before, so it's going to probably be as random as, as uh, one of our episodes can be on your end. I apologize in advance. But, Pete, we're not talking like changing ticket prices, right? We're not getting into no, that. No, no, I'm talking about, I'm talking about you, look at, you look at Magic Kingdom and tell me what you would change. For okay. instance, I would, build, I would build a bridge from the parking lot to the front gate so you don't have to take the dang boat. Okay. Okay. So, let, let's walk through this then, from from parking at each park to getting in, and then attractions and and go about it from there. Go through the lands and and go go that way. So I think yeah, that's a good call. I, I think to start at Magic Kingdom, I think the parking situation's atrocious. I usually will take an Uber to Contemporary and then walk over because it is a nightmare getting back to your car. Late at night, it's a long walk. If you do drive into the park, if you're staying on Disney property, then you have the buses right there. Pete, I would do something <laughs> to, to change that uh, way of transportation. The monorail is too inconsistent. I actually, I, I you're going to sound crazy. I picked the ferry boat now because I've been stuck on the monorail so many times that I'm not risking it anymore. Yeah, I, I absolutely hate the transportation and ticket center. Like with, with the fiery passion of a thousand suns, I hate the transportation ticket center. And I'm like you. If I'm going to Magic Kingdom and I'm staying off property, I'm Ubering to Contemporary and walking because it's it's so much quicker than, than trying to take either the monorail or the ferry. But I, I will say that I like the monorail. So we've got a blank check, right? So first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to order a new fleet of monorails and I'm going to make sure that these things are running like clockwork and I'm going to make sure that they're running every, what, every five minutes. So that that way, you know, you don't get these 30-minute waits for the monorails. And maybe it's a little impractical, but hey, it's not my money at this point, so who cares? So so Pete's going to buy the speed train that you've heard about down in Texas um, and just plop that in Disney World and just a direct route 
from the Magic Kingdom parking lot to the Magic Kingdom. There you go. And there won't be a problem getting from the transportation ticket center because, A, there's going to be a bridge that you can walk across if you really want, so you don't have to take the stupid ferry boat. Or B, there's going to be monorail service every five minutes. So there you go. All right. So we're we're in the park. I, I actually like the changes they've made from the security standpoint. Uh, I, I, they've been well-received. Certainly, there's going to be lines. Magic King's a really popular park. So I have no complaints there. And then you're scanning into the park. I have no issue there either. I, I, like, I like the changes they've made at security. I do like, you know, first thing in the morning, especially, that they are letting people in significantly earlier than they used to and letting everybody kind of collect at the hub because you know when they waited to let people in and it, you know they held people at the uh, at the main gate at the train station with the train opening like it, it just it got to be a mess there so I do like those changes I, I don't think I'm making any changes here either I, I think that they they've made strides in the right direction towards improving the overall entry experience and look opening is the only time that you need all the infrastructure there right? You go at almost any other time of the day, and you can get by with minimal staff at the front gate. So, But I think they've done a good job there in, in staffing it for openings and being prepared for people to come through. Yeah. So so you've, you've now made it into Main Street. Any, anything stick out to you here that you think needs to be addressed? I, I think you demolish Tony's Town Square because that's a prime piece of real estate, and you put something good in there. So and it doesn't matter if you don't have to demolish. Yeah, you the don't restaurant. demolish it. I think so. I'll, I'll say two things on Tony's. I think Tony's has improved. I've had, actually heard good reviews, but I think you're right. That's a that could be a signature dining location. You talk about some of these hard ticketed events, whether it be a dessert party, and I know they do some of that in Tony's. I think if you had a, I mean, I don't want to say like a California Grill or a Victoria, I mean, I'm a high end Disney restaurant sitting there. It would be wildly successful because that's a great area. That You're right, Pete. I don't think you demolished the building. I think the layout's really good inside of Tony's. Um, I, I like what they do there. But I do think the the food itself and the menu the menu options could could improve. So any, anything else in, in, uh, in Main Street? You know, I, I think that if, if I had my way, I would, I would put, uh, you know, they have the Town Square Theater right there where you can meet Mickey and Minnie. I would turn that into a real theater. Something akin to the uh, Hyperion Theater at Disneyland, and have a show there. You know, have a a thirty or forty minute Frozen musical, have an Aladdin musical, have something like that there. You could rotate a few different shows in there. I think actually, I think you could do something seasonally, uh, or or even if you don't have a show year round in the peak seasons, Christmas time, do some kind of twenty minute Christmas show, or maybe Frozen's the theme. You already kind of have that in. in Hollywood Studios, but you, you, I get, I get what you're saying, Pete. I agree with you. Another change I would make, and this is probably going to ruffle some feathers, but if you've gone to a Halloween party or a very merry Christmas party, you know of the kind of the the back entryway or the the path that's behind the buildings. I wish in peak seasons that path was open 24 seven. You're talking about to get back to Tomorrowland. To the, the yes, the path that can lead you over, like it's behind the Main Street buildings. And they use it for yes. exiting a lot. I wish it was open for entrance and exit because beans, if, if I'm at Disney, for example, and I've been to Magic Kingdom twice in a week, I love the walk down Main Street. But if there's a parade going on, I mean, if there's something going on, it would be really nice to be able to kind of pop off to the right when you're entering 
and just kind of get back past the hub and into Tomorrowland. So that'd be one change I would ask him to make. And that doesn't cost any money. <laughs> I mean, that's an easy change. I agree. And I may do something with the plaza here too. I feel like the plaza is really underappreciated and it's a prime piece of real estate. You know, it's right there at the corner. You could you could do so much there. And I feel like, you know, at least in my experience, and people may love the plaza, but I've never I've never eaten there. I've, you know, never even really thought about it because it's just it's not on the map really. So you wanna go you wanna go left to right or you wanna go right to left? Let's go Tomorrowland and around. Okay. I think Tomorrowland's a really easy one for us. I agree. I think Tomorrowland and Adventureland actually are both pretty easy, so that's why we can have those on the bookends. So Tomorrowland, I mean, first thing you're doing, and I think it's the same first thing that I'm doing, is is you're demolishing the Tomorrowland Speedway. Actually, let's start when I'm entering Tomorrowland. I'm bringing back Alien Encounter. Well, even before we get there, but I and I agree with you, that area, that entrance to Tomorrowland needs to be widened. And it's, it's not an easy thing to do because you, you'd have to push out Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. Uh, you'd have to push out Buzz Lightyear. You really have to push out Carousel of Progress. But that, that entryway right there gets so crowded when the park is busy. It, it feels claustrophobic. So that needs to be widened. Agree. Agree 100%. You know what? We've seen them take on widening projects. They've done it by Cinderella Castle. Yes. So they can yes. do it. Uh, it is going to be costly, and again, we're not spending our money. We're spending Chapik's money, which I'm sure he he loves. But yeah, alien absolutely, bring it back. Extraterrestrial alien encounter. Okay, so so now we're now we're in Tomorrowland. Another one that pops off to me: Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger spin. I'm either bringing this to to the year 2020, or I'm just copycatting the Monsters Inc. attraction that we discussed a few episodes back, and dropping that right there. And there will be some connection with Laugh Floor in that attraction. I don't know what, but there would be something. You know, same thing with Carousel of Progress right there. I'm updating Carousel of Progress in some capacity. I'm not, you know, not maybe not the first half of the ride, three quarters of the ride, but the last scene certainly needs, needs an, or it needs another scene somehow. Yeah, I, I struggle with that one just because of my love for Carousel of Progress. I do agree that the last scene, actually, for, for the forecast, I mean, it was really spot on as you look at technology when that attraction was built. I mean... You look at what we've kind of been through. A lot of that's, I mean, we've we've seen a lot of that, but I, I agree. I mean, we need to, if we're talking about Tomorrowland, it needs to be up, updated for sure. But but not only that, I mean, I think you could upgrade that attraction. You could put in some projection mapping technology in some instances. You could put in some smells. You could put in some more special effects. I think you can really bring that ride up to today, and I think you get a lot more people in there. Okay. Now working our way around, we have we have the people mover. Are you doing changed anything there? I'm not touching it. No, absolutely. Okay, not. I would like to figure out something with the stage. I don't like dance parties. Yeah, I think dance parties are a cheap, crappy way. I'm okay with getting rid of the stage if if you if you can't put something good there other than a dance party. But you know what, kids like the dance parties. Or so. if you can do a dance party. But here's what I think the kids would really like. If there was a character meet and greet, not just you get to dance with them, you get to actually get their autograph and do a photo with them. I'm okay with that. Space Mountain, I'm making it pitch black. I'm making it pitch black. All the time. All the time. I'd be okay with that. Or or only during the night. So during the day, it's not pitch black. At night, it's pitch black. I'm okay with that. Tomorrowland Transit Authority. <laughs> not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not Tomorrowland Transit. Tomorrowland Speedway. I was going to say. Tomorrowland Speedway, we're we're getting rid of that. I mean, Tron's there now. 
Although it would be cool to have a test track-like ride that zipped around underneath Tron. Look, they've got plenty of space. They got plenty of space outside the railroad. It doesn't fit, but could you put a Cars-themed attraction like a test track in here? I mean, could you? Try, you could use I'm trying to that think space of better. Tomorrowland. Like I'm, I'm trying to think of what would be tomorrowy. I mean, I think Tron fits the bill perfectly. It does. It does. And maybe that's all we need. Maybe that's all we need. Okay. Okay. I'm okay with that. We'll we'll say we'll just demolish it for now. If we can do Cars theme, I'm with you. I think that would. I think that would sell. You know what we did forget? We forgot Rocket Tower Plaza and the Astro Orbiter. I I I can't remove it. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. Maybe you could make it multi-level though. Put more. Put more on there. Make it more. I don't know. Uh, what about the general theming of Tomorrowland? Are you touching that? I think they could make the general theming more in your face. I think it. I think um, Frontierland. You know exactly what you're getting into. I think Tomorrowland just kind of feels like a space to me. Yes. So I think I think they could they could make it more intentional than they than they do. And it needs to have a consistent theme, right? If and it's tough because you get you have a Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, you have a Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin, you have a Space Mountain. It doesn't really all necessarily fit together, but but I think that with the theme correct theming, you could do it. So I'm spending some money on just general theming and decor there, and and yeah. you know just to make a comment overall state of Magic Kingdom, I'm bringing a sh- just to make a comment general state of Magic Kingdom, I'm bringing a lot of trees back to Magic Kingdom because I really really miss having all that landscaping and having all those trees. The park looks completely different than it did 20 years ago. The other thing I would do in Tomorrowland, I would add any kind of like robotic or futuristic thing they have, whether it be a a moving trash can as simple as it sounds. I mean, I'm having that. I'm having things that are only going to be unique to Tomorrowland. But I, I don't want to. I'm looking at how long we've talked on Tomorrowland. Let, let's jump. Let's jump to Fantasyland. Let's instead of breaking it down for each attraction, let's just a few things that pop out to you. All right. So Fantasyland, I'm getting rid of Under the Sea, Journey the Little Mermaid, or I'm dumping a ton of money into it to make it something more akin to Pirates of the Caribbean at Shanghai Disney. I'm, I'm making a Pirates of the Caribbean esque ride that is Little Mermaid themed. How about that? And I'll put I'll put two hundred million dollars into this. I'll put projection screens. I'll make it exciting. There'll be some kind of drop. It'll be it'll be a incredible Little Mermaid ride. It'll be the ride that Little Mermaid deserves. How about that? So I, I couldn't agree with you more. I'm doing the same exact thing at Winnie the Pooh. Even putting the even putting the uh, Tokyo Disney Pooh in there. You could do that, yeah. But I I think you know we, we've seen and we'll talk about this here when we get to Hollywood Studios. Especially we have seen that Disney can execute on dark rides. We these these dark rides need to be executed. Anything else big in Fantasyland? One minor detail. I don't understand. It's one of the biggest misses, in my opinion. Beast Castle is so small. Well, it's it's supposed to be a forced, forced perspective. perspective. Yeah, right? It didn't work, though. It, di- it doesn't work. It works from certain viewpoints. It works if you're standing you know, at the end by, by Seven Dwarfs Mine Train and looking at it. It works. But if you're walking up to be our guest, and if you get close to it, it doesn't work. It's not much bigger than like a six-foot man. I understand that. It, it doesn't. It, the closer you get to be our guest, the worse it looks. And that's what I'm saying. So I would, I would demolish that castle and build it much, much bigger. That would be the last thing in Fantasyland I would change. That's it. Pretty simple. I mean, what would you would you do anything back? Big top souvenirs, Dumbo, that area. I mean, I, I, I almost think you bring back a kind of kids area back there. 
Well, they have like a little splash pad, but I think that area is, is well suited. I would probably fix the uh, constant issues they have in the souvenir shop back there. The the other item that we may be overlooking that is in Fantasyland, Philhar Magic. I think that needs a massive upgrade. I think you I think you either significantly upgrade that show or you just show Mickey shorts in it all day. And it's and it's one of those things you walk in and just sit down and watch for ten minutes. There's no rhyme or reason to it. Well, I, I think you you already have that at uh Hollywood Studios now, right? So uh, I think do. the only option is is for you to fix Philhar Magic. So we're we're dumping significant money in to, to bring that up to speed too. Yep. How about Liberty Square? Anything we do in Liberty Square? I love Liberty Square. <laughs> I, I think it's it's one of the most it's one of the most perfect lands in Disney. Yeah, you know maybe yeah I really I really can't think of anything either honestly. I mean think about it think about all the symbolism there. I mean the tree with the third that rep- the lanterns that represent thirteen colonies. You have the no bathrooms. You have haunted mansion, which doesn't necessarily fit in Liberty, but I mean the the building itself does in the time period they're trying to capture. I mean, you have Hall of Presidents, which while it's not a big, I'm not a fan of it, it is something you need there. I would ramp up, like, I wouldn't cut the Muppets show. You know what I mean? I, I would I would ramp up some of that c- crowd-grabbing opportunity. Can you add a character meet-and-greet with the ghosts from Haunted Mansion? Can you do something like that? Maybe get some citizens, you know, some citizens of the of the colonies walking around and, and so you think like you think like Williamsburg. Well, I, like that, or or even like at Galaxy's Edge, you know, you have cast members who are in character. These people would be in character; they'd just be colonists. That's a really, really good point. Yeah, I mean, the only other thing, no, I, there's nothing else actually. There's nothing else. I, I'm thinking now, like on a restaurant standpoint. Yeah, I think Liberty Tree Tavern fits pretty well. I, I think it does. Columbia Harbor House is good. Diamond Horseshoe works. I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, Liberty Tree Tavern dinner is, although the food may not be absolutely incredible, it, it fits. It fits really well. It's exactly what you would expect. Mm-hmm. Yep. I just looked at the menu the other day. Well, on to Frontierland? So, so Frontierland, there's one massive opportunity for me. You need, you need a table service, cowboy-style shooter restaurant. You need something Some kind of like just West, screams Frontierland. Westworld-like saloon? Yes. I'm talking swinging doors when you walk in. Oh yeah, absolutely. Piano playing. Um, I think you have to probably serve alcoholic beverages in this type place. I mean, where do you where do you put it? You take out Pecos Bill? No, I think you take out. I think well, I don't know if there's enough space, but you definitely take out that arcade, the sh- like the shooting gallery, the shooting arcade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, or because because Pecos Bill's kind of fits in its own manner as well, um, and I think you need a quick service in that land still. But yeah, I'm doing something with a table service. So could you do something at a table service on Tom Sawyer Island? I mean, what do you do with Tom Sawyer Island? If we're going to do that, then Tom Sawyer Island needs to be gone. And it needs to just con- an extension of Frontierland. Almost a dining experience or something over there. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's, 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 let's be unrealistic, Pete. We have unlimited money. Okay, so, so you're thinking something akin to the Star Wars Hotel, but... A dining yes. experience, like a three-hour dining experience, where you go to this island. I'm thinking, and, of, yep. And what you're marooned in the Wild West, or so, something like that. Something like that. Yep. I mean, that's not a very big space, though, is it? Okay, but think, think what they do at Polynesian. I mean, with the uh, luau. Think something like that. Wild West. Yeah. No, that's 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 fair. That's fair. Or or even a. Um, oh, go ahead. No, if we're still in restaurants, because I was going to change something on Big Thunder. 
Even something like Hoopty Doo Musical Review over there. Wild West. Totally themed. agree. So the only other thing I do with Big Thunder, I, I wrote it the other day. Uh, Pete nailed me a, a fast pass, actually, which was nice. It is uh, it is miserable sitting in the front of Big Thunder. It's such a slow roller coaster when you sit in the front. So I, I'm taking out that. I'm letting this thing run wild. It is going to truly be the wildest ride in the wilderness because it's not today. So it's not. If if I'm if I'm doing Big Thunder, if I'm redoing Big Thunder, I'm I'm putting a little bit better story in it than they have. And because you go through a lot of those scenes and they're just empty, right? And you're and you're like, oh, okay, I'm going through a town now. What's going on? You know, I'm going through a cave that I guess there's supposed to be an earthquake, but it doesn't. There's there's a lot to be desired in terms of story there. So I'm I'm putting some money in into that. Prime example, another roller coaster that tells an unbelievable story. Expedition Everest does a great job of explaining to you what you're doing, and so yeah, there's a huge opportunity there uh, for sure in Frontierland. I think table service. I think you know really soup up Big Thunder. If you're going to keep that attraction and then Splash Mountain, I truthfully, I think you clean it up. I think you do a thorough cleaning of Splash Mountain because it needs it. But other than that, I think we invest some money to figure out the log jam issue that you, you happen that happens a lot there, which causes the ride to break down and, and so forth and so on. But other than that, Splash Mountain is is perfect in a lot of ways. All right. Last last but not least, we've got Adventureland. I'm setting it on fire. I'm setting Swiss Family Robinson on fire. Yeah, absolutely. I'm watching it burn. I think that needs to go. And I'm probably ripping Aladdin the out. magic carpet Aladdin out. You know, yeah, I don't you I, don't that, you don't need to replace that it with space anything. It doesn't need anything. No, because you don't need anything in that it's space. such a tight area right there. You if you get rid of that Aladdin ride, it really opens the land up. It, it makes it feel it makes it feel a lot roomier. I'm bringing back the Enchanted Tiki Room under new management, too. I know people hated that, but I, I thought Iago was great in there. Yeah, I think you bring... I mean, I liked it, too. And listeners, please chime in and let us know if you guys liked it. Because, yeah, I think the general consensus is it wasn't very good, but I thought it was better than what's there today. I did, too. But maybe, maybe we're off base. We, we could be, okay, but now, I, I thought it was better than, than what's in there right now. Let's not skip this. We have unlimited money. We're changing our Pirates of the Caribbean. We're either bringing the redhead back, we're either doing that, or we're making it Shanghai. Yeah. Without a doubt. And maybe I build a second Pirates of Maybe you so do we, both. We so all we can get have to both. be happy. Yeah, exactly. We, we can have both. Everyone will be happy. I'm okay with that. Anything to Jungle Cruise? I, maybe you update some of the animatronics a little bit. Yeah, I think, um, I, think you could, I think you could definitely update the animatronics because we've seen what Disney's capable of now. Um, Rise of Resistance has some very impressive animatronics in it. I'm not going to say who or where or what, but um, we, we've seen that Disney's capable of that. And it would be a massive investment, but we, again, have a blank check and we're the boss. So I would update those. Or I'd put, you know what? <laughs> this is a joke, guys, so people don't get angry. I'll just take some of the Kilimanjaro animals and drop them into Jungle Cruise. Yeah, I was going to so say the same thing. <laughs> All right, let's go to Epcot next. Epcot, Epcot, Epcot. I'm adding Countries of the World Showcase. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the first thing I was going to say, too. Because you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven-ish extra spots, something like that. Yes. Give or take. They're, they're, yeah, maybe five to seven. So, yep. so, yeah, I'm 100% adding five more countries right off the bat. Doesn't matter what they are. Whoever whoever I can get to give me any money at all is, is going in there and getting a country. Um, any countries that you, in particular, that you would want to see in there? I think Brazil needs to go in there. That's always been a rumor, right, is, is Brazil. 
yeah, I think I think Brazil Brazil needs to go um, into the World Showcase. I, I know a lot of people have talked about India as well. I think I think India is a good uh, I think India is a good call. I'd be interested to see an Egypt. It, um, it'd be similar to I think Morocco. They could do something cool with Egypt. But but you know with, with the pyramids and ancient Egypt and all that I think there's a I think there's a lot to uh, to go on there. I'd also like to see you know we have the African outposts, but I'd I'd like to see you know a Nigeria or a South Africa you know a real African country and, and I say real I mean Morocco is what it is. Yeah, I, I think those are those are a few that jump out for me too. Uh, but I, I'm with you. I don't think I don't really think it matters what country it is. I mean, there, there's not one country that I'm like, man, we're really missing out because we don't have this country there. But I think that would be an initial change that, that I would do uh, in the World Showcase itself. Other than that, I mean, I, I think they're adding attractions now. So it's hard for me to say what an attraction would look like. Like, what would we do? And I don't, I don't know what we do in these countries with attractions. I mean, could you yeah. put an attraction in every country? Like if you, if you think about we it, we have unlimited money. Yeah, I mean, you know, you could China could have a Mulan attraction. That's that's an easy one. Germany, I don't know something. I mean, I'm sure that you could put attractions and all. But does the World Showcase need attractions in every country? I don't I don't think they do necessarily. You know, I, I, we have unlimited money that we might as well. But I would be comfortable enough with what is at Magic or what is at the World Showcase already. I, I think I would be content to just throw five more countries in there. Yeah, I, I, that's what I mean. I, I don't even, these countries don't have to come with attractions. It'd be a bonus if they did. They don't have to. I mean, I think, I think that you kind of look at the layout of the attractions now. I think it's like, it's a really good balance. You know, you hit Frozen, you have Ratatouille soon, you have, you have a few different shows there in China and Canada and now in France. Well, we've always had something in France, but we have Beauty and the Beast sing along now. So I think it balance, and then there's, then there's live entertainment. That's that's the one thing that I was going to say might be missing and, and you might want to beef up is the live entertainment because there used to be a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, so interestingly enough, it felt like when I was there on a weekday, I don't know the schedules anymore, but it felt like there was more live entertainment than when I go on a weekend. And I think there actually might be because I saw it. And maybe I was just more patient in the World Showcase when I was there by myself and noticed different things. But yeah, I think character meet and greets. In live entertainment, could you could could be beefed up for sure. But other than that, I <laughs> I think everyone knows we enjoy the World Showcase. So the other half of Epcot, and I don't even know what you call it anymore, because I don't know what they're going to call it when once it's all done. You know, you've got Guardians of the Galaxy coming in. You've got a new restaurant coming in. Um, I mean, just real quick, any anything? I think Mission Space needs an update sorely. I think it needs more missions, randomized missions. We've talked about this before something akin to a star tours where it's randomized. You get a different mission every time, you know, you push bit different buttons, you, you see different things. Maybe it's a little bit different, you know, the, what you feel. I think, I think that would do wonders for this ride because this is a ride that it's one and done, right? You ride it once. And, and unless you're our, our buddy, you don't care about it anymore. Yeah. I'm going to take this a step further. I, w- I would actually take this to a uh, very similar star tours from a randomized mission standpoint but and then I would put the smuggler's run touch on it, where you, you touch, where you actually score and success and fail. You, you no know, fail, but a greater level of success if you do well from a button pressing standpoint. I think that's pretty easy. I don't think I, I say that. I don't really know, uh, but I would I would ramp that up uh, significantly. I do think the attraction fits. I think it's a really cool attraction. I mean, I ride it every time I go to Disney World, but uh, I do think they could make it much improved. 
test track is what it is. I think it it would be a giant step if they could just keep it from breaking down every day. Well, but I think you also have a lot that you could do with screens in there. You could make it a little less, the first part a little bit less boring. Then if you're going to make it less boring, rip it out and put, what's Disneyland's, I don't want to call it. Put cars. Disneyland's test track. Yeah, put that in there. I mean, it's a better attraction. It is a better attraction, but do you, do you want to lose test track? I'm fine. I with think it. you just bring it. I think you just bring it into the into the 2020s. Well, let's spend the money then. Let's do it. There's one. There's one attraction in in particular I'd like to talk about. Okay. Figment. We we now have seen what Disney can do with dark rides. I have not ridden Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, but if there is any concern that Disney could not make this dark ride great again, it should. There should be no concern now. We've seen what they can do. The Imagineering team is unbelievably talented. Cut them loose on Journey to Imagination. Give them a hundred million dollars and just just send Give them, them on as their much way money and, as they need. I, hey, I'm okay with that. And and I don't think you need to rip this ride out, but I do think it needs work. Obviously, it's not a popular ride, right? Just judging by the wait time. And you know, I'm not going to say I'm a huge fan of it, but it is something that I I tend to ride every time I'm there. Tom, I know you like it a lot, but I it needs it. some work. I don't think there's anything to say about the land other than we're putting Soarin' Over California back. We're doing that, and we're fixing we're fixing the screen. There's a lot of marks on the screens, and so we're fixing that for sure. And I don't know, can we? Is there any way we can add a drop on living with the land? Can we do something on living with the land? <laughs> Just give it can a little excitement. Make it. Can we make it go more than two miles an hour? Something, something. Um, no, I'm kidding. I do enjoy living with the land, but it is. You know, Pete, this is a this is something we I don't want to say we skip it, but we just don't always get to it. To me, living with the land is the only connection now. Maybe the seas has this still, but living with the land is the only connection that Epcot is going to have to the old Epcot. You know, that educational kind of theme park. Everything else is gone. So you leave it alone. I don't th- I think this is akin to Carousel of Progress. I don't think I don't think I'm doing anything to this. Oh, you watch your mouth. It is not Carousel Progress. <laughs> I didn't say it was, but I said it's it's akin to it. It's like it. Okay, okay. So, what are you doing with what are you doing over at Nemo? I, I don't know. I'm doing something. I I just don't like the dark ride before. You know the Nemo dark ride. I think you could do much better than that. I keep having to remind myself we have unlimited money. I'm making it some sort of a trackless attract, like something. I'm I'm bringing it to 2020. We're getting rid of the seashells unless they're just going to skate around on their own in a trackless, in a trackless format. I like the seas. I'm bringing back Sea Base Alpha. All right, let's do it. Unlimited and the, money and the hyd- and the hydrolators. Well, but Epcot, I, there's not a whole lot I'd change at Epcot. I mean, in the World Showcase, at least. No, I'd like to see Body Wars come back, and I'd like to see maybe Buzzy come back. Cranium Command. Maybe Cranium Command come back. So I struggle with this. I'm wondering, do we just have fond memories of these attractions? And so we think they would be good if they came back? Or would they actually be good if they came back? I, I want to I go off on a little tangent here because I feel this way now about Maelstrom in Norway. That, you know, when, when, I, was, when I was going to Disney and riding this every time, like I thought this was great. When I heard it was shutting down and they were going to put Frozen in, I was so upset. I watched a video of this. It was not a good ride. Now, there are some great memorable I mean. quotes. There are some great memorable parts, but it was not a good attraction at all. But I have these great memories of the of the ride. 
Yeah, I wonder if Cranium Command and Body Wars are like that. I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. It's been so long. I mean, that was kind of my thought on bringing back Alien Encounter. I think if we bring, let, let's say, if we're going to bring these attractions back, we're bringing them back in form of 2020. We're not bringing them back in the, yes. in the 1980s form. Yes. So the last change I'm going to make for me is, is we probably should hit it to begin with, Spaceship Earth. I'm, I'm updating Spaceship Earth, but they're doing that, and I don't know what it's going to look like. So I don't want to say that I'm going to change what, what the Imagineers come up with. And that's why I didn't really say anything, because it's, it's already being updated. They may do a bang-up job. You know, if, if Galaxy's Edge is any indication, if Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is any indication, they're going to do a bang-up job with Spaceship Earth. So I'm, I'm not worried about it. It's in their capable hands. They're already dumping a whole lot of money into this. Animal Kingdom. Okay, I think the entrance is good. I think Discovery Island's good. Maybe you do something with Bugs Life. But yeah, go go to the elephant in the room. Go ahead and say what you demolish. We got to do something with Dino Land USA. And 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 guys, I've given praise when it was deserved. I gave praise at Christmas, Pete. I called you when I was there, and I said they really did a jam up job for Christmas in Dino Land. It was a lot of fun to be in that re- that area of the park for Christmas. And so during Christmas, it's great. And we may have listeners disagree with me. You have to go and really take in all the lights and, and explore back there. There's some character meet and greets that are really, really good. But other than that, man, I just, I don't know what you do there. I don't have the answer. So I, I've thought about this a lot since we had our episode on on what to replace. And, and we said that we'd put Indiana Jones here in a heartbeat. I, I don't know, thinking about it and reflecting on it further, that I would. Just because it doesn't it doesn't fit Animal Kingdom, Right. If you're going to do something here, and, and there's there's a decent amount of space back here, because you've got the whole area until you get to, I guess, the theater where Nemo is right there, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I may put something in here. I may make a land here that is devoted to fantasy creatures and really fulfill the, the initial aim of, of Animal Kingdom when it was announced, that there is this you know, magical or fantasy creature land. And, and think of all the all the directions that you could go with this. Think of all the attractions that you could have. Maybe the answer is not to wipe out Dino Land. Maybe the answer is to make Dino Land an actual land devoted to dinosaurs, and not a cheap feeling theme park in a parking lot. Fine by me. That is fine by me. So so maybe you do. Maybe you maybe you make it a, you know, obviously Disney doesn't own Jurassic Park. I don't think yet, unless they unless they bought that. Who knows? Buying everything else, but. You make it something like a Jurassic Park. Hey, these these dinos have come back to life in this land, and you know you theme the you theme the land around that. Yeah, and I think if you're going to go that route, that's fine. Two things I'd do: I'd add I'd add a table service restaurant, and everything would be some exotic menu item. And then two, um, you you have to restore Dinosaur to the version that everyone loved. You you need to you need to change the soundtrack back. You need to change the darkness back. The intensity of the ride needs to ramp up. It needs to be a true e-ticket attraction. It needs to be a. It needs to be a little scary. I, I think that made it better. So yeah, I think you can do something with Restaurantosaurus here, and and make it like a, like a safari lodge where for dinosaurs. You know, make it something like a, a restaurant at Animal Kingdom Lodge where you, where you're looking out over the animals, but you're looking out over realistic animatronic dinosaurs or something like that. We have unlimited money. It can be done. Now. What are you doing with Rivers of Light? I'm tra- I'm trashing it. Or or I'm taking every 
animal you can think of from a Disney movie. Lion King, Finding Nemo. Um, those are two that jump out because I know there's plays there. I am incorporating – it's going to be a Disney story is what it's going to be. I may show Mufasa going to sleep if we have little listeners. You know, he, he goes to sleep in that scene. I may show that to really evoke some emotion in the show. Because right but now nobody cares. It. Right now, it's right now. I'm indifferent to it. I'm bringing Jungle Book into it. I'm incorporating a lot of things into it. But remember, you can't really have fireworks here, right? Because of the animals. You don't need fireworks. I actually like the projection show, the projection part of the show, more than the fireworks most of the time. Now, another change that, that I would make in Animal Kingdom, we're bouncing around. Um, let's let's go pan. Let's go Pandora first, and then maybe hit Cali River Rapids. Is one I think both of us could talk about for a while. So. I think in Pandora, the world of Avatar, I think Navi River Journey can be successful, but it needs more animatronics. I, I think it just needs something. It, it needs, if it's going to be a slow moving boat ride, like that's fine. If it's going to be just, you know, like an, it's a small world, but, but you're right. It needs more. It rides, the ride's really underwhelming. Yeah, it, it is. It's very, well, you say that, but it's very technologically impressive. Right, I mean, you really do feel like you've been transported to this this jungle of Pandora. But why is Frozen so much better? Probably because of the intellectual property. Yeah, I mean, you're pro- okay. So the music, and you know, I'm thinking just out loud here, and and this doesn't fit with the theme of Animal Kingdom or Pandora, but you could turn this into a hunting game, and not a hunting game in that you're trying to kill these animals, but a hunting game in that you have a you have a flashlight, you know, something like a Monsters Inc. And you're trying to shine your light on all these animals. You have to identify and find all these animals. Something. Give, give I, the guests something to do. Or you could speed it up a little bit and you're escaping uh, with, the av- you know, with, the, with the avatars and with the, the native people. I, something. Some kind of storyline. There's no storyline to it. There's nothing. There's not. There's not. Now, would you do anything to Flight of Passage? Make more theaters there, maybe. I don't. I think it's. I the more I was talking to my wife about this tonight. This is our dinner conversation. Talk Disney. I think it. I'm, I keep flip flopping. It might be better than Rise of Resistance. So I don't think I would change anything on it. It's it's still a really really good attraction. All right. Well, let's go over to Asia and and talk about Cali River Rapids. I, this is such a big space. I mean, have you have you looked at Cali River Rapids on the map? It doesn't feel big when I'm riding it. I tell you that much. It is absolutely huge. There has to be something here other than a, a raft ride and there's some burning logs. There has to be something here. There needs to be a story here. Um, obviously, Disney can do this really successfully. You look at Splash Mountain as a water ride, great story. So there needs to be a story here. What that's going to look like, I don't have the answer, but we're Pete and I, the new bosses of Disney, we're going to invest some money here and we're going we're gonna to let the, the Disney do what they do best and let the Imagineer, Imagineering team take this over. It feels like a cheap water ride to me. And and I usually don't say that about Disney attractions. And I know my, my wife's family loves this attraction. So they're listeners and they will probably laugh now that I'm acknowledging the fact that I know they, they like this attraction. I just don't. I, I, I don't like it. It's it's no there's no point to it. I mean it, you get you get really wet on it most of the time. That's Maybe. the only point. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I'm fixing the Yeti, right? Yeah. Actually, Pete. Because it's been so long since I've seen it work, I don't think I care anymore. <laughs> I think I'm indifferent. Truthfully, I, I I do. I think the strobe light works. Are there any other attractions that you would put at Animal Kingdom? 
you talk about all these. I think we're missing out on a Lion King attraction. I think that really fits in with the theme of uh, of Animal Kingdom. I know we have Festival of Lion King, but but I think I think you're missing out not having a Lion King attraction. You know, my daughter has really gotten into the Rescuers Down Under, which fits in perfectly with the conservation theme of of Animal Kingdom. I can see a Rescuers Down Under attraction here, flying on the albatross or, or whatever kind of bird. He totally. Is. Totally agree. You know, the, the thing that I think Animal Kingdom could do a better job of, I would if I if I was truly the boss, when guests were entering the park, I would be pretty in your face about the shows, the Festival of Lion King and Finding Nemo. They're unbelievably good shows. And maybe it's because I'm getting older and I and I'm okay sitting for forty minutes, you know, to wait before the show and then to watch it. I, I don't think they advertise those well enough. If you go into a late afternoon viewing of those shows, it's empty. I'm also building a uh, building a pathway between the entrance and Pandora. So yeah, I I didn't talk about this at, at Magic Kingdom because I do think you need to enter in front of Main Street and Epcot has two entrances. Animal Kingdom needs an entrance directly into Pandora. I'm going to say the same thing for Hollywood Studios when we get there about Galaxy's Edge because it's ridiculous in the morning. Uh, Pete and I have been in this mess of people. My wife and I it will sucks. be in it again. It's it's just annoying. I mean, it's just. Because because you are walking, you know, to get to Pandora first thing, you walk in the entrance, you walk all the way up to Discovery Island, you walk all the way up to Africa, and then they bring you all the way down the side of the park back into Pandora. I might I might build some sort of train transportation around the outside of Animal Kingdom, dude. It's an, it's an, like to get from Pandora to the Yeti. It's, it's a, a hike. hike. Yeah, it's it a, is hike. a hike. So is anything else in Animal Kingdom? I don't. I don't think so. I'd like to see Kilimanjaro Safaris get even bigger. Okay, I actually would revert back to the old Kilimanjaro Safari, the old storyline. I, I don't. I don't have a problem with the storyline, although it was a little dark for kids. But I'd still like to see it be bigger, right? I'd see. I'd like to see them add more habitats and add more animals, because that's just. I mean, that's a cool attraction. Can and, we just and have the, bigger, the bridge shake again? <laughs> I mean, that's all I want. Maybe the bridge occasionally breaks. Just just kind of drops? Yeah, I mean, thrill ride, right? You never know what you're going to get. All right, well, let's go Let's go to the last park. Let's go to Hollywood Studios. We'll probably do this in a little abbreviated fashion. And it's terrible because I have a lot to say. I know, I know. I think you're right. I think you need some way, other way to get into Galaxy's Edge. You know, the problem is the entrance is all the way on the other side of the park. So is there a back entrance? Do you go around the back side? You're going around the back side of everything at that point. You're going around the back side of Indiana Jones. You're you're going. I don't know. I don't know where you put another. If you entrance. have unlimited money. You make it work. Build a bridge from the front that goes over the entire park, or a a monorail, or a tunnel. A tunnel, sure, fine by me. Like a secret rebel tunnel. You could have a sign uh, uh, this way to the secret rebel tunnel. See, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> And then the people who just want to go ride Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster wouldn't have to deal with it. So a couple a couple things, if we're going to do abbreviated for me, Pete, a couple things. We address the entrance. I never would have made Toy Story Land. It would have been Pixar Place, Pixar Land, something like that. And you would have dumped every Pixar attraction you have there. I would have made Hollywood Studios the goat. I think do away with virtual queue. And if there, I mean, is there anything else that really sticks out? 
Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy. Oh yeah, Lightning McQueen's just terrible. The only good thing about Lightning McQueen is the bathroom there nobody goes to because no one rides the attraction. But you have to beef up the table service offerings here. It's horrible. It's terrible. Would you ever eat dinner in Hollywood Studios? Well, you, you, I mean, you're missing you're missing out on not having a Star Wars Galaxy's Edge table service restaurant. That's a really good point. I mean, that's just an oversight. And there's room for it. And they may put it in. Who knows? They are building a table service restaurant in Toy Story Land. But I, but I, I agree with you. I, uh, I think that no, there's. I mean, there's no place that I. Mama Melrose's maybe. But okay, Brown Derby's not bad. I mean, Pete, I, I don't know. Disney's a family place. You've got to have. I, I think you're you're dead on. I think a, a, a table service restaurant in Galaxy's Edge would play really well. You did mention Toy Story Land is getting a table service restaurant. If you would have done the Pixar place. If we have unlimited money, you could have an Incredibles restaurant. You could have a, a lot of different restaurants. What do you do down Sunset Boulevard? Do you just leave? You know, if, if we're going to go to this, to Hollywood Studios being this themed place, what do you do there? Do you just leave Tower Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster? Or do you do you make that? What land do you make that? How do you retheme Rock and Roller Coaster and Guardians of the Galaxy or, and uh, Tower Terror? Dude, I've been thinking about Rock and Roller Coaster for a while. Like, they're going to have to change it from Aerosmith. Nobody knows who Aerosmith is anymore. And that's really sad to say. I don't know what you do with it, but I've thought about, I thought about this last time I was there. And if you ride the, next time you ride the attraction, when we ride it in May, notice that they don't pump Aerosmith in anymore. Like, when you're in the queue, there's no Aerosmith playing anymore. It's just dead, it's dead quiet. So, I think they're already kind of gradually pulling back. I have no idea what you fill it with. I think if you had, if you're forcing me to retheme Tower of Terror, you just make it Guardians of the Galaxy. But I don't think you should touch the Twilight Zone. I, I mean, okay, so if you leave Twilight Zone, do you make that a TV land? I mean, is there a TV show that you could put? That you could retheme Rock and Roller Coaster. Is there something you could put where Lightning McQueen's, McQueen's Racing Academy is TV themed? I mean, could you make? I mean, I I feel like we keep going to the well here. Could you make Rock and Roller Coaster some kind of Cars theme? Yeah, I don't I don't see why not. It doesn't really fit in. With the Tower of Terror, then, but and maybe it doesn't need to. It hasn't in it hasn't for twenty years now. <laughs> That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how you. Uh, we, we have unlimited money here, guys, and we're we're struggling to spend it in this area. I don't know. I don't know what to change. It's because Pete and I we're traditionalists. We enjoy. Um, we we enjoy Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster. While I'm thinking about that area. I would rotate that Beauty and the Beast show. I would have three three different shows. I think Aladdin could go. I think I would rotate that seasonally. Well, also while we're in that area, Fantasmic's due for an upgrade too. It's one of those things I just can't touch because it's so perfect. Other than my last showing, when John Smith didn't even he was no show. Him and Snow White and Prince Charming were all no or is she, Snow White's prince is not Prince Charming. Who is Snow White's prince? Is it Prince Charming? I'm not prince up Charming. to date on my prince and princesses. I think they were off at, at Oga's or something. I don't know where they were at that night. Do you do anything? And this we're jumping around this park bad, but Grand Avenue, you've got Star Tours right there. Does Star Tours fit anymore? Or we, I'm going to pick I'm going to pick Star Tours up and I'm going to plop it in Galaxy's Edge somewhere because it doesn't fit right there anymore. You've got Muppet Vision 3D. What do you do with Muppet Vision 3D? Do you do you make that a Muppet theme land? Do you put in some more Muppet stuff? I mean. Has Pizza Rizzo been a success? Absolutely not. The pizza's terrible. We're jumping around in this park because this park is full of random things. 
It's trying to be two or three different parks. I'm stumped. I am absolutely stumped for the Muppets area. I mean, you hate to get rid of it, but I look, you've got Star Tours there already. Do you make that a, an extension of Galaxy's Edge? You know what? Wipe out the Muppets and put some kind of Star Wars stage show in there? You you laugh, but I was just thinking that. You wipe out the Muppets, you make Pizza Rizzo a star, another Star Wars-themed quick service restaurant. You Not not that they need another one, but uh, then maybe, maybe you change... Maybe um, maybe you change one of the ones in the land to be a sit-down. Well, I mean, Pizza Rizzo could be a table service restaurant easily. It's big enough. Yeah, so, so maybe you, you, you just let Star Wars bleed over into that area. It's a lot of Star Wars, though. Eventually, it takes over the, yeah, eventually it takes over the whole park. Now, one final point that I'm, I'm going to say here, and I'm going to say this, not having ridden the ride yet, but having watched a video of it, I'm taking Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway out and I'm putting the great movie ride back in. All right, I'm going to take a different angle on that because I'm not surprised you said that. Again, I have not ridden the attraction to this point. I'm keeping Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. I have seen videos, but I'm adding, are they called smellalizers? Is that what Disney calls them? Sanitizers, whatever they are. I am adding scents all through that attraction. There are none in there from from what I've read. And I do think Disney's tinkering with different ideas. But I'm bringing that a little bit more to life by adding a popcorn smell, maybe, or a factory smell. And I don't want to get into the attraction. We don't, we're not a spoiler podcast, but that, that's something I would do. Okay, how about this? We can, we can leave Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway where it is. But I'm taking the Star Wars launch bay, and I'm bulldozing that, and I'm putting the great movie ride right there. Just for sake of time, I'm going to give that to you. It's your money. We each have our unlimited budget. You know, we built two Pirates Caribbeans earlier, so why not? Yeah, yeah, why not? Why not? Just just touching on resorts briefly, I, I think that if, if I have unlimited money, I'm building a true, like, classic Disney cartoon-themed hotel. You know, like a, like a Mickey Mouse-themed hotel. Hell, you could call it the Mickey Mouse Hotel. And it would be, it would be for people who really want to immerse themselves fully in Disney— and it would be a deluxe resort, but you think of the deluxe resorts, Polynesian, Grand Floridian, Riviera, Contemporary. They're themed, but they're not like in-your-face Disney themed. There are no deluxe resorts that are in-your-face Disney themed. And I think we're sorely missing that. I think that's needed. It's an interesting thought. Okay, I'm okay with that. I'm going to let you, I'm going I'm to say that that's a good investment. As we look to moderates, I might just offer more. I might just actually build more moderate hotels. There, well, there's there's a, only there's only like three, right? Yeah, there's there's nothing that I would want to change about the ones we have today. I would just add, I would add more. I know Disney's focusing a lot on DVC. Disney's obviously brought in the Disney Springs area, and I would almost say that's staying on property these days. Pete, you get a lot of the same perks, but I'm I'm beefing up that moderate selection, and I'm making sure if it hasn't happened already that every value has two queen size beds. Uh, similarly to what I experienced at Pop Century, for example. Uh, beefing up the bus, bus service, I'm not going to force people to ride the, the Skyliner like Disney's trying to do. For a lot of reasons, people don't want to get on a Skyliner, aside from the fact that it did break down, <laughs> that people know about that. But some people have a fear of heights, uh, fear of that kind of containment. So I, I'm going to make sure that bus system stays true. And I would go a step further on that. We've got unlimited money, right? I'm going to build a dedicated road system for Disney buses so that they're not having to get on the same roads as everybody else. They have a dedicated channel to get into the park. 
And that way your transit time between the parks is significantly reduced. No, no streetlights if we can help it. I mean, they have, they have their own lane right now. Uh, Disney Springs is the area that sticks out to me where that own lane really does help. But yeah, I'm with you. I, it is. You, we have unlimited money, so let's do it. Let's do it. And I'm, I'm probably going to reduce the cost of minivans. That's ridiculous. Well, I, I'm thinking too, we've got a limited money. Let's let's go ahead and buy some automated vehicle technology so that we can have, you know, driverless driverless cars that, yeah, you, you don't pay much for, but hey, I'm at Hollywood Studios and I need to get to Magic Kingdom. Right now, there's not a real great way to do that. Well, we'll just call one of these driverless cars. We'll, we'll you know, magic band a couple bucks to them and, and we'll go. I love it. I love it. I mean, this is fun. This actually could get really ridiculous. I think we were pretty conservative. It'll be interesting to hear the feedback on this episode. Yeah. Well, one one final thing that, that I would absolutely do, and that's I would make blue milk available all over property. This is just ridiculous. If we're going to do that, then I'm... I'm uh, <laughs> I'm making Trader Trader Sam's have unlimited seating or something. Well, yeah, you you have to expand Trader Sam's. They've got that whole outdoor area. Really, you could push you could push the walls bring, out, bring push it all the bar indoors. out. And... <laughs> yep. I mean, because that bar is not very big, and it needs to be bigger. I can't, but again, I don't know if that bar size makes it so much more fun. But I don't know if it was bigger, it'd be ridiculous in there. I feel like we were pretty conservative on this, but we, we do definitely encourage feedback from you guys. We'd love to hear what you think, what you would do, throw us your off-the-wall ideas. There's a lot we didn't talk about. There's a lot we didn't get to. There's a lot of stuff that, you know, unlimited funds, that's such a wide... I, I guess, let me ask you this question, Tom. Your one main thing that you would do. Man, one main thing, as badly as I want to say burn down Swiss Family... That, that doesn't seem to, to fix anything. So seriously, if I had one main thing, I would probably take it to Epcot. And I would I would spend the money to make Figment exactly what it deserves. So I'm also at Epcot, but I'm building more countries at the World Showcase. Because it, it's, it's so... Epcot right now... Epcot's a mess right now. And to me, as long as you have the World Showcase... It doesn't really matter what the rest of Epcot looks like. So if if you're adding five more countries, six more countries into there, you know, realistically, and and we might on our next trip, Tom, we might go to Epcot and not ride a single attraction, right? We might go to Epcot and not spend any time in Future World at all. It might be solely spent in the World Showcase. And if there's five more countries to enjoy, that's awesome. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. I, I think uh, if we if we I think we each had really good choices. I mean, obviously Epcot was a focus for us. Uh, we enjoy that park a lot, but I, I Pete, I almost said the World Showcase, honestly, but I had a feeling you would, so I, I came up with something different. Again, encourage any feedback from uh, from our listeners. We'd love to hear what you guys think as well. Anything else to say on that? Uh, that's it for me. Let's get to the, the secret and trivia question if you're ready. Let's do it. So secret of the night. Pete, by the way, thank you for covering this last week. Did you know, believe it or not, there are actually two barbershops inside the Magic Kingdom. We all are familiar, of course, with the Harmony Barbershop, which is uh, open to guests and located just off Main Street. Um, I will tell you that it's actually pretty decent prices. Not that I have personal experience, but we did meet a family that that would bring their kids to Disney for haircuts. They lived in Orlando. Uh, I think they were like 15 or 20 bucks a kid for what the haircuts they were getting. But the one that not many people know about is the barbershop underground in the Utilidors. The, the, obviously, the Utilidor system is a hidden tunnel 
uh, hidden tunnel passageways that allow employees and characters to reach various ends of the park without being spotted crossing through different theme lands. But it is also where you can grab a haircut at the employee-only Kingdom Cutter Salon, which specializes specializes in Disney-approved styles. So if you are uh, obviously a Disney employee or if you're bold enough to sneak into the Utilidor area, you can see Kingdom Cutters. Going to the trivia question of last week, Pete asked you guys, how many triangles make up um, Spaceship Earth? So from a, um, you know, from a build standpoint, how many triangles are there? There are 11,324 triangles. There actually should be 11,520, but 200 of them are not full triangles due to access doors or drainage systems, you know, things of that nature. So, I, you know, Pete, I know we've talked a lot about Spaceship Earth facts. I don't know if we'd shared that one, so that, that was interesting. Trivia question of this week is wild. Um, this is this is an estimation, right? So this is your best guess because the answer is just an estimate. But what percentage of all amateur photographs in the United States were taken inside a Disney park? You can tweet us at Podcast or email us at gmail.com with your guesses. All right. Well, that's all we have for this week. Please tune in next week for some more Disney magic. Look for us on the Twitter at Podcast. If you have any suggestions, questions, or comments, please tweet us or email us at mendowdw at gmail.com. Also, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help us out. Thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing you have, your time. We'll see you next week.